Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 774, recorded live on October 21st, 2023, and here are your hosts. The man who I know is going to love my beverage choice for tonight, Dave Pillay. Hello. And the man who has a new Coca-Cola to try. Oh, is this the Coke 3000? Yes, the Coca-Cola Y3000. Made with artificial intelligence. Co-created by artificial intelligence is what the bottle says. Well, the can. It's also one of these tiny 7.5 fluid ounce cans, so I feel like I'm Andre the Giant drinking it. Is, Is this because of the experience with the previous Coke special flavors where you're like, you know, maybe not a full one. Yes, this was the, I don't know if I want a whole 20 ounce of this. It was also the, the, the only way I could purchase it from Meyer because we do the, um, we do the, uh, pickup from them and the 20 ounce wasn't available on the pickup list, but the, the pack of cans was. Okay. I, I actually am curious cause I saw this when I was grocery shopping yesterday and i thought about picking it up but then like i noticed the trend as it were of of coca-cola specialty products and they have not been great so i thought i'd wait it i can't i can't place it it's kind of fruity kind of fruity yeah yeah, it's like a like it's a floral or like a little bit. Or... It's it's not a it's an, it's a very subtle flavor. <clears throat> I I don't know what it is though. Kate, you want to taste this and see if I can figure out what the flavor is? Hold on, I'm bringing Kate in because I I honestly can't tell. <laughs> she just put the can down and walked away. <laughs> I feel like she's going to go get a regular Coke now. <laughs> to wash out the flavor? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's a, it's like a weird, slight fruity flavor. Literally tastes like the aftertaste of a tutti fruity jelly bean. But who said that? Some dude on Reddit. <laughs> oh boy. Top of the news pile right there. Which yeah. is, oh my gosh, the number of discovery articles from Google that are just somebody's article saying, oh, people on Reddit are saying this. And it's just like, no, this is not a news article. No, that's that Reddit isn't a news source. You can't. Oh, my God. So many articles where it's like, no, I don't care about people on Reddit doing X, Y, and Z. Yep. She's <laughs> she got a regular Coke. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just a bad fruity flavor is all I can... Well, what what flavor would you say? It's the only thing I can I can taste and smell off of it. Is a slight oh, it's it's like a all I can say is like slight fruit punch. But no, this is more than a slight fruit punch. Well, I okay. Uh, Andy, so this is this is this is not good. I have a I feeling. Don't know if it, this, then you shouldn't drink it. Yep. No, I'm just time to pour it down the drain. Yep. Break up my Mountain Dew. <laughs> On standby. That's that's literally what I I had a can sitting next to each other in the refrigerator. Going, this either could be good, most <laughs> likely it will be bad. Three thousand, you're like, all right, kid, you're up. <laughs> have, if I remember correctly, any time AI has tried to do any sort of recipe, it has not gone well. False. What have you have you used AI to make a recipe? I mean, there there have been successful AI recipes. 
So the statement anytime is definitely false. How about a majority of times? I don't know that we can even say that because like, how are you counting it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't personally asked chat GPT to give me my dinner plans. And I, I recall some early stories of chat GPT was actually quite successful of the like, here's my ingredients, plan a meal. Now this is different than come up with a new recipe, but still like AI and food is a thing. I, I, I know. I just don't see it. Okay. Well, the good thing, Andy, is that you don't have to. It is not your job to come up with it. Nope. I, yeah, it's one of those things that's like, yeah, the difference between a cook and a chef. Cooks can follow the recipe. Chefs can make the recipe. At least that's always been my thought process in the two of them. I also don't think that's accurate. <laughs> I think both cooks and chefs can cook without a recipe. And that, like, that's kind of the point, right? Like, anyone can follow a recipe. Anyone can cook. I swear there was a movie about that. But if you're if you're in like the kitchen and you're looking around, you're like, oh, I've got this and this and this. I'm just going to make this. And you're like, without a recipe, without it having been a recipe, without like, you're just like, I'm going to make uh, like I got all these things and I'll find some way to, to fit them together. What was well, it's like? Uh, <laughs> there was a college humor like skit about uh, technically a meal as a cooking show for like a college age kid. Oh geez, <laughs> <laughs> it's technically a meal. So yeah. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to de derail us right right off the bat with this. Right off the bat, like it's. I mean, you knew it was going to, right? Well, it could have been good or bad. It just yeah, but it, either way, if it was good or bad, is that entertaining? I don't know. It's I was, okay. I was trying to think of some way to uh, spark a conversation about AI over this, but uh, I've been I've been digging into that because I agreed to do a um, a presentation on AI uh, for to whom? just that's, some. That's interesting. Some uh, could have led with that. <laughs> um, well, I you know I do the Torch Club, right? Yeah. Yes. For those who don't know, Torch Club, it's basically like a TED Talk with a nice meal. Um, well, I guess there's an offshoot of this restaurant that does like a Sunday supper club and they have people come mm -hmm. in and give presentations on things. So I'm supposed to, um, what did they want to me exactly? I think they were, I was just supposed to like try and make sense of AI. Try and make sense of AI. Yeah. Um, I mean, from what perspective? Well, basically, it's like <laughs> I. Okay, can so you just come and give a talk and make sense of consciousness, please? Well, okay. So this is this is kind of the blurb that we we came up with. Is the the talk is going to be called AI? Don't get it. Uh, what are these AI that are popping up on the web? Where did they come from? How do they work? What's the future of them in our world? Lots of people are asking lots of questions. Let's see if we can get some answered. That's that's ambitious. I know. it's we got, I got to parse it down, especially if I'm doing a 30-minute talk. Yeah, that's so, a college course, Andy. <laughs> I know. So how do I boil it so, down to 30 minutes? Boil, boil it down to like two sentences. How does chat GPT work? Well, you could talk start talking about what the heck GPT actually means and how it turns That's words one sentence. turns words into numbers. 
and then they had their giant matrix matrixy database of how the numbers are related to each other and then it takes your prompt does it turn your prompt into numbers and then try tokens tokens okay Mm -hmm. and then it tries to basically run through every single pairing to try and find the next word yeah based off of your prompt that that is one way you could approach it. The other way you could approach it is saying, you know, when you're typing on your phone and it suggests the middle word, and if you press the middle word, then it tries to suggest the next middle word, and then the next one, and the next one. That's what that GPT does. Oh, the the problem I can't figure out though is <laughs> if I tell Chat GPT to give me 500 words mm-hmm. on something, how does it know to stop at 500? Hmm. Have you checked that it actually gives you 500? You know, now that I say that, I don't think I've actually <laughs> checked. Well, I was trying to think of, because um, it's going to be an older audience, um, a lot mm-hmm. of them know about Deep Blue and Watson. So I was going to kind of spend a few minutes talking about how Deep Blue actually isn't really artificial intelligence and trying comparing that to um, AlphaGo. Because those are two, you know, chess and go similar. And then, you know, kind of using Watson as the bridge for that. And then kind of just describing how AIs and machine learning work together. Title, Unveiling the Magic of Generative AI from Deep Blue to Creative Machines. Did you just run my suggestion through ChatGPT? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Write an outline of a presentation on generative AI to a group of middle-class 50-year-old white men who have have a passing familiarity with Deep Blue, Watson, and AlphaGo. Oh. Can you include how Deep Blue... Compares to AlphaGo, compares to GPT. The real question is how how accurate are these going to be? I don't want I don't want Chad GPT to hallucinate. I mean, if you're not asking it for dates and times in a topic like this, it's pretty good. Uh, briefly explain Deep Blue's significance in chess and its rule based approach. Compare Deep Blue to AlphaGo. Highlight AlphaGo uses a neural network based approach. Discuss AlphaGo's use of deep reinforcement learning. Transition to generative AI. Explain how GPT is different from rules-based. Mention the use of generative language models in GPT. Emphasize GPT's versatility in various applications beyond games. Provides a clear progression from rule-based AI, Deep Blue, to neural network-based AI, AlphaGo, and finally to generative AI, GPT. Hmm. <clears throat> Most presentations I've seen on ChatGPT open with a slide where it's like, ChatGPT, introduce yourself. And they just recorded it responding to that. Yeah. Oh, it even includes a thank you slide. (laughs) (laughs) Conclusion, summarizing key points, expressing the transformative potential of generative AI. Uh, Section 11, thank you. Thanking the audience for their attention, providing contact information for further inquiries. I still just find it ridiculous that you actually... Ask cheap dude i i go to chat gpt like far more often than than many of my peers and it i don't know how to feel about that <laughs> like am i depending too much on this technology or are people just refusing to accept it i don't know which is funny um we could actually lead into that because ted speaking of ted talks ted yeah. had ted ai 2023 recently okay. held in san francisco 30 plus <clears throat> talks 30 plus ted talks 
On AI. On AI. The most TED content in a single day. All about AI. So there was, you know, lots of people who said, oh, you don't need to worry. Other people said, oh, we need to worry. <laughs> Which is it? No, man, it's fine. It's fine. You don't need to. No, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't, it's no problem. No, it's okay. AI totally aren't going to come for your jobs. Don't worry. Oh, by the way, we can make your job so much easier because we can just let AI do most of it. That's what I think. Uh, most people think that the, you know, the biggest segments of the of the day, all four sessions on here were basically that AI technology plus human ingenuity, you know, will be a lot better than just humans working alone. Yeah. You just well, need I... the, yeah. AI plus artist. When does AI plus artist just become AI? AI? Right. Look, I, so I, Facebook has this, this meta AI now built into the chat, right? Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to test it. I sent it two prompts. Uh, one was imagine a modern house modeled after an alpine lodge in a large forest. And it gave me like a friggin' awesome picture of a house that I, I would be comfortable like living in this house. This looks like a nice house. I'm trying to get it to load. It's having issues. Um, the other one I, I sent it was, um, let me scroll back to it. There's the house. Copy image. Send image. There we go. That's a pretty good house. Yeah, no, that looks like a good house. The other one I sent it was, uh, imagine a bouquet of roses, peonies, and carnations, all pinks and reds, between a panda and a koala. And it came up with this, which is indeed a bouquet of carnations and roses and peonies, and they're all pinks and reds. It also came up with, like, a weird hybrid animal. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it. Like, that's a very strange... <laughs> Not a panda. Nope, it's not, not a, panda. a koala. Nope. Yeah, I'm looking at your windows on your cabin here, and they're all sorts of. What's wrong the, with the windows? The geometry on this is a little messed up, especially the, the on, one down here on the bottom. Yeah, and it's a series of of flat panes that curve. I know, but look at, at look at the wall above that. Don't 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 question it, Andy. The the geometry on this AI image is just a little wonky. Yeah. But as a general concept, I like that that looks like a cool house. Yeah, no, that looks like a nice house. But yeah, no, it's I don't know where your privacy I guess your privacy is just being in the middle of the woods. Oh, who made that? There was a glass house, I think in Ohio. Did they throw stones? Um I think it's literally called The Glass House by Frank Frank Lloyd Wright. Oh, well, that would explain who did it. Oh, sorry, no. Philip Johnson's Glass House. Okay, that's a different person. Yes. It there it's literally all four sides are glass. It's it's one of those things where it just you built it. Okay, that's great, but did anybody actually live in it? If they did, that does not seem to be here. I'll send you a picture of the Glass House. <clears throat> it's a pretty cool house. Mhm. So, Moving off of glass houses, <laughs> um, talking about artificial intelligence and the TED Talks and the fact that there's a, a weird dichotomy of, oh, no, AI is, is fine. Don't worry about it. And also, we're going to make everyone's job easier with AI. But, like, if you can make the job easier with AI, do you really need the person? Well, one of the um, – there was somebody there from South Africa who was spoke about challenging – the challenges of capturing rare African languages in AI language models and concluded her talks with the powerful phrase, be careful, but don't be afraid. 
Be careful, don't be afraid. Yes, be careful, but don't be afraid. Trust, but verify. Mm-hmm. How are Halloween preparations going, Andy? Well, we actually did our first trunk and treat today. Trunk and treat? Yes. You ever, you ever, you ever done one of these? I have heard of these. I have not done one. Yes. So this was for... I don't have children. Yes, that is true. It'd be a little weird if you showed up to a trunk and treat as an adult without children. Yeah. I mean, not if I had candy in my trunk. That's true. This, this is the one time it's okay to take candy from strangers in a car. Like, that's that's what I want to do. I want to find one of these trunk and treats, and then I want to get, like, a big white van. And just hand spray paint free candy on the side. <laughs> No, no, I put a, 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 like, decal that I can hang out the window of, like, free candy, come on in. <laughs> what? I thought that's what everyone was doing. Nope, everybody, you know, had the, the SUVs, so they all had the lift gates up. They all had, like, streamers mm-hmm. and other things hanging down. They had little, let's say, what, vignettes in the back of their uh, the back of their trunk areas. I, I don't know if vignette is the word you're looking for. Can you explain a little more? Well, they had, like, you know, somebody had, like, a picture of a jail cell and some, like, police handcuffs and that sort of stuff there. Other people had, you know, somebody had, like, a, a Taylor Swift sort of, like, concert set up. So she was, props. Yes, props. Props and that okay. sort of thing. Scenes. Yes. Like one of okay. one of the uh, trunks was the Wizard of Oz. Ooh. Emerald City or like? Uh, well, one of the kids was dressed up as a tornado and somebody else was dressed up as Dorothy and they had like yellow bricks in front of their trunk area. Cute. Very cute. Mm-hmm. Clever. Yeah, so it was like that. But it was... Okay. It was it was like Halloween just condensed down to a, a small little thing with about a dozen cars. So Nice. That's when we found out Isaac's uh, Halloween costume doesn't really fit him anymore. That's a bad time to discover that. Yes. Well, at least it's not on Halloween. So. Yeah. But yeah, we got the this trunk and treat was today. One for the elementary school is next Friday. And then there's actual Halloween the week after. So we'll have to see how that goes, especially since I'm going to be working uh, 12-hour days the week of Halloween. So that should be fun because I have to work up in Lansing at the install shop. And those are <coughs> four tens. And then I still have the hour drive up there and the hour drive back home. So it'll be and the, the commute doesn't count? Nope. I get paid overtime, though. So That's good. Yes. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll at least get something. But still, I'll have to you know wake up at 4.30, get in the car at 5, and be up there at 6. And then, you know, work the 10 hours and then another hour drive back home. <laughs> yep. That's a long day. Mm-hmm. I, are you ready for this? Monday morning, go into work. About an hour, hour and a half in, I leave work. I'm going to go to the airport. I fly from Madison to Atlanta. Then I have a four-hour layover in Atlanta. And then I fly to Baton Rouge. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm in Baton Rouge. And on Thursday... I fly out of Baton Rouge at about, I, I do a day of work effectively. I fly out of Baton Rouge at 3.30 to Atlanta, and then I have a four-hour layover in Atlanta, and then I fly back at 8.30 p.m., arriving in Madison at 10.35. That's, that's some traveling. <laughs> that's, yep. Those are some long days ahead. Can we talk about other topics, though? Well, I was just trying to think, is, does Atlanta still have... 
the um the tunnels connecting the terminals that has all the artwork in it at all or no yes okay i think so because i think that was the airport i was just in where i had to go from one to the other through the tunnels because you, you you know you don't have to take the tunnels because you have the uh the tram yeah but you can actually I took you, the tram but then i'm like wait there's like a bunch of pokestops along the tram Oh, a, there's a bunch of artwork along the tram. Oh, there are tunnels that you can walk instead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Last time I had a layover in Atlanta. Where was I going? Where was I? I was going to Kansas. I was going to I was going to Kansas to pick up a car for my dad so I could drive it back from Kansas back to Michigan. And there wasn't any direct flights from Detroit to Kansas. So you had to fly to Atlanta. Yes. And there was engine troubles. So I had an extended layover in Atlanta. Yep. And so I'm like, I'm in Atlanta. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm almost certainly going to be doing like Ingress and Pokemon Go. Just, you know, make sure you don't put any good Pokemon in there because in a gyms because who knows how long they're going to stay there. In a airport? Well, okay, so the airport might be a better thing there. I've got <clears throat> I've got two guys in gyms that have been there for 6 days, but I I I did that while I was traveling for work. Yeah. So I'm not going to even be back in <laughs> I'm not sure when I'm going to be back in those areas and they're just sitting there. I keep on getting the alert going, "Hey, they need a berry." And I'm just like, "No, they You're need like, to get I don't care. They, they need can to come get, home whenever they want. Just don't come home at the same day." Yeah. You can what I don't you know, you don't need a berry. You just need to get your ass out of that gym and come home with my 50 coins and then I'll worry about the other guy. <laughs> Such love for your Pokémon, Andy. Well, if they weren't, you know, one-star Pokémon that, you know, were high-leveled, high CP. Yeah. It probably wouldn't be my Pokemon anyway. I mean, yeah. Like, do you, do you actually need them for anything? Like... No. It's just that part of me was like, okay, do I want to have a living Pokedex or not? And the answer is? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Are you building to a living Pokedex right now? I don't... Well... <sighs> I have some Pokemon that are in there, and I've got two, especially if I've got two three stars. I uh -huh. still, I'm holding on to the two three stars because then I can involve one of them up and then have three stars on both evolutions. Yeah. What about when there's three levels of evolution? I haven't gotten that far yet. Oh, because Timber, for instance, has three forms. Well, yes. Well, I know, but Timber luckily had that uh, community day. So, yeah. I've got most of that all taken care of, I think. I don't know. All right. So here's the questions. Like the fleabees and the scatterbugs. Sure. Flebebes. Yeah. And the scatterbugs, where there are yeah. multiple variants of it. Yep. Do each of those variants have a Pokedex entry or no? Well, they're all under the same Pokedex entry. However, that entry does have the different forms. So if you go look at your Pokedex and you go to Flabebe. Sorry, I can't I can't say Flabebe with a straight face. <laughs> what's what's wrong with Flabebe? Just saying Flabebe. Flabebe. Flebebe. So if you go to Flebebe, uh, it has the red flower, yellow flower, orange flower, blue flower, white flower. Yes, and I've, I've only seen the yellow flower. I know the other flowers are out there, and there's no easy yep. way to tell what flower I'm looking at. Um, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Well, yeah, map, I know. From the, from the colors, yes. Yeah, and then Floet has the same, because it's the evolved Flebebe. And Florges also has it, because it's the evolved Flebebe. So yeah, part of me is like, okay, do I... 
do I want to try and do that? If I do, I need a whole lot more Pokemon coins in order to keep expanding my Pokemon yep. storage. Yep. How big's your storage? Uh, currently at 450. Okay. I don't want to tell you how much I have now. <laughs> oh, I, I don't doubt it. Andy, I threw out more Pokemon than you can have the other day. It's just, it's you know, the other night I, I came downstairs after Isaac, you know, put Isaac to bed and I just opened up my thing there and all I'm doing the entire rest of the evening is just organizing, tagging, and getting rid of Pokemon. Didn't In even the time ca- that we've, we've been having this conversation, since I asked you the size, I just transferred 108 Pokemon. How, how did you transfer 100? Did you, what you do, just tag all of them and then... No, I just looked at... So here's here's what I do. Ready? This is the advantage of not really needing a living dex. Um, and in fact, I think I, I might still have a living dex anyway, because I have like 3,600 slots. Um, I sorted them by new. So my newest up top. I searched for four star. I didn't see anything. So I selected everything I've caught in the last two days and just transferred it. You see, I've caught two four stars. So I'm on the three star level right now. If yeah. It's a th- if I, I have I have like enough strong Pokemon of every type that the things that I'm catching, I really don't care about. Like, I don't need any Zubats. I might keep the Puccinas because Laura likes them and so I'll trade them to her. But like, I have a 4,000 CP Garchomp. I have a 4,000 CP Mewtwo. I have a 4,000 CP Dragonite. I have a 4,000 CP uh, Dialga. I've got like a million Tyranitars. You see, and now, Rhyperiors. I've, I've been <clears throat> fighting with the um that low level battles. What are they called? Raids? Well no, the um Oh, the Great League? Yes. Okay. Where it's like, you know, max CP of fifteen hundred. Yeah, I've got some of those. Which, you know, is all fine and dandy until I start getting to the rocket <laughs> leader and it's like, oh sh- shit. <laughs> Yep. It's like, oh, you, you've got a, how, how much CP you got on those guys? Okay, this is not going to work. You know, I've, I've done enough raids that I'm pretty set on, um, like, high-level Pokemon. I have high-level of basically every type. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I'm just playing it because, you know, Isaac is interested in it, so. Yeah. But you can still have a good time with it. Yes. But, yeah, no, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I got to figure out. Well, it was the same thing with Minecraft, where Isaac's like, oh, you're going to play some Minecraft with me? And I'm like, sure. And I'm just like, I'm trying to end the, I, it's, there's not, an, there's <laughs> How not. How do I a, survive? Well, yeah, I'm getting past that point. Where it's like, okay, I can survive now. I can, I can mm-hmm. get into the game and I can survive. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm surviving. And then I go, okay, now what? And I don't have enough guardrails to point me in the right direction. So free, like, freestyle game is not good for Indy. No, I, I need an end goal. And, you know, I saw, okay, there's an end goal for the nether. Okay. And, you know, the end dragon and everything else. I'm like, okay, there's a good end goal. How do I learn about that in the game? Turns out you don't. Nope. Because you this was there eventually. This was all discussed during the development <laughs> between the developers and the player base. So the, the players actually learn from the developers how you're supposed to do this sort of stuff. And there's nothing in yep. the actual game itself that explains it all. And I'm just like, what the hell is that? Uh, They're like, oh yeah, you need blaze rods, yeah. and then you need to get the you know the eyes of enders, and then you're gonna you know find the stronghold and stuff. And like, okay, where is that in the game? It's not. Oh, it's not. I have to go to third-party FAQ sites and wiki sites in order to actually figure out how to actually advance the game. 
Or trial and error. Lots of trial, lots of error. Or word of mouth. With what, me and Isaac? Part of, of the fun, Andy, for, maybe not for you, maybe not for you, but part of the fun for some people is that exploration and survival, is that discovery of, oh, like I found this thing in the game that appears to be useless. I wonder if there's a place that actually has a use for it. And like coming back to it hours and hours and hours later, days later, months later, and saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, this thing interacts with this other thing. Which, you know, that's would, really fun for some people. Which, you know, would make sense if you're one of the lucky people and you stumble upon a broken portal because mm-hmm. they can generate broken portals in the game. And then, you know, I could see just stumbling upon that going, wait a second, I've got three sides of a rectangle here. What happens if I fill in the rectangle? But then you still have to figure out that, you know, fire actually activates the portal, which I don't know how you would do that by trial and error. You keep trying different things with it. Eventually, someone's going to set it on fire. I know this is like the, you know, infinite monkeys and typewriters. Sooner or later, you're going to get Shakespeare in theory. I mean, with an infinite number of monkeys and an infinite number of typewriters, they actually will not only create Shakespeare, but every written work of man. Um, And as far as how long that will take, it would be as long as it takes to press the right number of keys. I remember somebody did did the math on the percentage of... Uh, just uh, for to be or not to be on the keyboard. Yeah. And even just that is an extremely low number, but... Well, inf- yes. Inf- yeah, infinity... The math know. isn't that hard, Andy. How many yeah. keys are on the keyboard? Well, it also depends How on How many what... characters are there in to be or not to be? Mm-hmm. The math is there, but it's still just, you know, just that one little phrase. It's like, oh, infinity kind of, you know, throws this for a loop then. Well, yeah, because infinity is not something people tend to think about. Nope. And certainly not think about accurately. You know, the the expression like if you take an infinite number of monkeys and give them an infinite number of typewriters one of them will eventually come up with Shakespeare. Well, that's that's actually wrong. It's not that they'll eventually come up with Shakespeare. It'll happen immediately. (laughs) You have infinite of them. Yeah, it just will happen. I I love some of the the, like infinite paradoxes. I still, my favorite Um, one is the um the the jelly beans we have infinite number of jelly beans yes and tell me this i think we talked about this episodes ago where i have an infinite pile of jelly beans i start dividing them up okay two for okay. me one for you yeah two for me sure. one for you so yeah. i will have twice as many jelly beans as you sure but we will also both have an infinite number of jelly beans. Yeah. So somehow we will also have the same number of jelly beans then. No. So I will have twice as infinite number of jelly beans as you? I mean, at any given point, you will have more jelly beans than me. We will both have an infinite number of jelly beans. So after an infinite amount of time, you can pick any number and I will have eventually that many jelly beans. You will have that many jelly beans sooner than I will. We will both have an infinite number of jelly beans, but don't think of infinity as a number. Infinity is not a number. Yeah. Okay. This is hurting my head. Can we talk about a topic? (laughs) (laughs) If I if I give you a book, it's a magic book, all right? It has every possible combination of letters of the English alphabet. Yes, I know, and then there's a whole book of books and I remember this we okay. went down we went down this whole we, alphabet. We did this one. Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Uh, the FCC has 
published their uh, proposal on net neutrality? Yes, they approved on party lines. No surprise. The notice of (laughs) notice of proposed rulemaking. So they have started back up the net neutrality rules. We just have to go through this whole process all over again. I wonder how many bots will be involved this time. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) How many stolen identities are going to to show up? Yep. All saying the same thing. I think right now it looks like it is just, um, I don't think it's open up to the public yet. It is not open yet, but it will be soon. So there probably won't be many changes because of this, because most most of the the telecoms are following net neutrality rules anyway, Yep. but it will give us recourse for when they don't. Yes. Uh, What's this about Google News layoffs? Google uh, just laid off about 40-ish people from their news department. I didn't know Google had... Like, I know Google News exists. I thought it was just a content aggregator. Well, this is all the... Probably people who are curating. Probably also some engineers. Okay. And they sacked... Like 40 of them? Yes, 40 to 45 workers. Out of how many? This is an important thing. If it's 40 to 45 out of like 80, that's very different than if it's 40 to 45 out of 400. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's, it's the meme, right? Is five a lot? Well, it depends. <laughs> well, it is Google, so we, yeah, who knows? <laughs> is four a lot? Depends on the context. Dollars? No. Murders? Yes. <laughs> Well, January, you know, they cut 12,000 jobs, so... Right, so... And that was 6% of the full-time workforce, so 40 jobs, probably not. But that's... This is 40 jobs from a specific piece. Yes, which, you know, Google News is one of the largest drivers of traffic, you know, thanks to, you know, Google Discovery is part of Google News, and yeah, the Chrome new tab page has Google News results on it so who knows how that goes maybe they're just replacing him with ai <laughs> oh so remember how uh, last week your jobs remember how yeah. last week i talked about how t-mobile was possibly going to migrate my plan yes well, you it, had to do a lot of steps to avoid it yes well it turns out i am not part of that um which is because the uh, t-mobile ceo wrote out a company-wide email rather than you know talking to the media who took this and ran with it right um, he sent out a company-wide email internally that just you know got leaked out just like the original plan and he said that this was just a very small test group of customers mm. that and they were going to try to see how they responded to being eligible for the plan migration. Interesting. Oops. Yep. Mr. Seaver, you might want to talk to your PR department. Yes, because this... <laughs> you have one. You should use it. I'm sure it's staffed with people who all have degrees in communication and have been doing this for some time. But yeah, no, just getting leaking out that all these grandfather things are going to change and then not actually posting anything about it. But, you know, sending an internal email going, oh, this was just. um, Well, uh, I mean, they got to see that. Yep. Things are leaking. (laughs) And they if they wanted to see how customers would respond to this small test of being forced migrated off their old plans. I think that's a that would you I would call this a success. They they got to see it. Yeah, they they definitely got to see how everybody was going to react. (laughs) People are pissed. Shocking. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, their their PR department needs to (laughs) get out ahead of this next time. 
Yeah. But I had, did not get any emails, no text messages, no nothing. So it looks like my grandfather plan is still alive still and kicking. Still a grandfather. Yep, still a grandfather. That's good. John Stewart decided he prefers his um, values more than his money. Well, that's a good thing to say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, the problem with John Stewart, the show that Apple has been like milking for cash uh, by putting John Stewart up, who's, you know, very well known and and kind of beloved by millennials everywhere. Uh, he wanted to do an episode on AI and an episode on China. Oh, you don't you and don't talk Apple about China like, with Hold Apple. Hold on a sec. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, maybe, maybe we don't, maybe we don't do that. And actually said, like, sent him an email saying like, hey, uh, we need to align with the company values. And John Stewart said no and walked. Which is funny because they, when John Stewart originally came on there, people had People had specifically asked him and asked Apple, are you going to try and censor him? And Apple said, nope, we're just going to give him free reign for this show. And, well, yeah, and then he started going after China. <laughs> And artificial intelligence. And these are things that are very important to Apple right now. Yeah, isn't like isn't like a, a quarter or like a, a fifth of Apple's revenue from China. So it's it's I some do not know. It's it's a it's a number that is not insignificant. How and of course all of the iPhone Apple's... manufacturing is probably done over in China as well. Yeah, it's all from from Foxconn. Uh how much of Apple's revenue comes from China? 19%. Oh, I was off by one. That's that's a fifth. How much Right, I said I said it was either production. 25% or a fifth. Yeah. Production comes from China. More than 95% of iPhones, AirPods, Macs, and iPads are made in China. Yeah, so Apple would... Apple does not want to try and... Apple doesn't want to piss off China. No. Which is funny because that's another topic on here is the fact that I put it on here. Apple pissed off China? No, um, the U.S. pissed off China. Oh, well, that shock of the year. I know. But um, China has now said that they will require export permits for some graphite projects, which is very interesting because China is the world's top graphite producer, and it also refines more than 90% of the world's graphite into material that is used in basically every electronic vehicle right. out there. Huh. <laughs> So yeah, China somebody accounts for sixty five percent of the total global graphite mining. Mm -hmm. uh, and here, so here's here's the other here's the problem with this. I'm going to list off some countries. These are the other countries that mine graphite. Oh, how many war torn countries are on Ready? the list? Brazil. Okay, well, okay, they got problems. They've got problems, but also it, it kind of depends where the graphite is in Brazil. Cause That's like, true. The rainforest is kind of important. Yes. Mozambique. Oh, gotta love Africa. All right, that's Russia. that's not a good place to be right now. Neither is Russia. Like we we're not getting graphite from Russia. Nope. Madagascar. I'm trying to think of the Ukraine. Any... Oh oh oh. <laughs> Norway, that's fine. Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. North Korea. Oh. Canada and India. Our options are a little limited. Is Mozambique one of the countries in Africa right now that's pissed off against France or no? Uh, aren't they all? I, I was like, a lot of countries in... <laughs> 
Oh, Mozambique. This is the this is the country that has the AK forty seven on their flag. What? Yes. Oh my God, they do. That that is an AK forty seven. They had the, and a hoe. Yeah. Is this their sickle and and hammer? I I don't know. I just remember is seeing a, a hoe and an AK forty seven with a bayonet. All right, here we go. Mozambique flag meaning. The rifle stands for defense and vigilance. The open book symbolizes the importance of education and the hoe represents the country's agriculture and the star symbolizes the spirit of the international solidarity of the Mozambican people. One of four UN member states that features a firearm on their flag, but is the only one of the four to feature a modern firearm instead of cannons or muskets. Well, yeah, because Mozambique was what, only 40 years old? When was Mozambique founded? I mean, depending on how you define founded. Well, the current constitution was ratified in 2004. Independence from Portugal was in 1975. Okay, so they weren't pissed off at the French. They were pissed off at the Portuguese. Yep. Wow. Talk about a rabbit hole. (laughs) That whole continent just gets continually shit on. Yep. Well, speaking of uh, electric vehicles... Sorry, I thought you were going to go like, speaking of being shit on. <laughs> no, no, I was yes. going to go electric vehicles since we're kind okay. of in that vein. Um, North American charging standard. Yes. BMW, Mini, Rolls Royce, Toyota, and Lexus. Well, those last two are the same. Come yes, on. Yes, true. So wow. the the only, so yeah, Toyota, BMW. So who's left? Who Who is not on the standard is probably the shorter list, which is basically just Volkswagen and the new Chrysler. Uh, what's the hell is their name? Stellantis. Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Maserati, and Ram. Yep, and the Volkswagen group are still on the old Charger. But GM, Ford, BMW, Toyota, jeez. Yep. That's that's basically that's effectively everyone. Yes, like I said, everybody except Volkswagen and Stellantis. And Stellantis. That's it. Those Who are the oh. are probably going to cave in the next year. Well, yeah, Volkswagen um owns Electrify America, and Electrify America has said that they will be adding plugs to their fast chargers in 2025. So, you know, okay, if the charging company that Volkswagen owns is going to be switching their chargers over. I have a feeling Volkswagen hopefully itself will be like, "Well, wait a second. Why why are our cars not using our chargers right. <laughs> well because charger standard came from tesla yeah um but the uh, charge point charging network has said that they are already starting to roll out the plugs on their chargers for both ac and dc chargers over the next few weeks so charge charge point has already said yep we're we're rolling on this already which okay. is funny though because their cables are not actually from tesla really because tesla put these patents out right said hey everybody can use this this is you know open standard these guys actually said you know we're not actually because i that, that would make sense you know if they're like oh tesla has these things we can just buy from tesla because they're already making them for their own superchargers but these guys have actually built 
built their own, set up their own supply chain without Tesla involvement at all. Okay. But they still have to pay Tesla for the um, the, the patent no. standard? No. no. I think, I, if I remember correctly, this was part of the part of the patents that Tesla had put out. Nice. Musk must be throwing a fit. What else is new? Uh, what else is new? EA Sports published a, a non-FIFA football game. Yep. This is the first year of the football game that is not FIFA. EA Sports FC 24. Yes. So the the big question was like, okay, as you know, we had talked about like, okay, is it going to be the game or is it going to be the name? It's the game. It's well, EA right? said when because this is this is the launch. So that we compared it to the launch of 2024 and to or, or no, this is 2024. They uh, yep. compared it to 2023 and to 2022. It is 10% down compared to last year. Mm-hmm. But it's only down 3.7 percent for FIFA 2022 or FIFA 22. I mean, a 10% drop is really significant. But if I remember correctly, FIFA 23 was out of the norm. It was it was an extra big hit. It was very popular. Yes. So yes, there is sales are down, but could be down by a little, could be down by a little bit more, but it's it's not it's not it's not a flop. Yeah. So now FIFA is probably going, hmm, maybe we'll we asked too much. <laughs> Maybe we give them our name back and take that deal. Meanwhile, EA might be, maybe we just don't worry about it. (laughs) Maybe we just don't need FIFA. And you know what? Maybe we don't need the NFL. Ooh. Do we really need John Madden on on the, the, like, cover of all of our our games? No, he hasn't been on the cover for years. No, but it's still Madden NFL. Yes, I know the name is still Madden. Yeah, which has to be kind of confusing to some people. Like, kids who are now growing up and being like, I want to play Madden. Like, there's nothing tying that actually to, to John Madden. Yeah, no, that's that's true. It's it's just the name. It's just Madden. It's Madden football. Yeah, it's Madden football. Yeah. All right, uh, we should probably hit the randoms. Okay. Right. Random topic? No, random review. Random review. Dome Keeper. Dome Keeper. Okay. I see a dome. uh, There is a dome. There is a mine. And you go down into the mine and you get materials to bring it back and improve your dome. And that's the game loop. Well, it's almost the game loop. There's there's one other part, which is that every so often your dome gets attacked. Oh, so uh, this is like tower defense meets that um, that Fallout mobile game? No, no, not quite. Um, because you're not like building additional rooms in this mine. You are literally just going down into the mine looking for... It's like Minecraft, you're looking for materials. And then you're oh, okay. bringing that back up to the dome to purchase upgrades to the dome. Oh, okay. But in the meantime, you are getting attacked by shadowy things, um, which is like is a little creepy. Uh, the <laughs> gameplay is really tight. It's really good. The dome itself, when you're attacked, um, you actually, so when you start the game, you choose the type of dome that you want. And it's these different weapons that you, you've unlocked over time. And the dome has one type of weapon. It's not that like, oh, I unlocked this and now I get to add that to my dome. No, it's just a different style of game. You get to, each dome gets a weapon. Uh, so there's the sword dome, where there's just a giant ass sword on the outside of the dome that you swing back and forth. <laughs> there's a laser dome. There's the Tesla dome. I don't 
even I think the last one's like an artillery dome. Um, and so you are this little person in the dome that crash lands on the planet and you have to go in and dig around and get resources and you bring those resources out and get upgrades and you can upgrade yourself. You can upgrade your abilities. You can upgrade the dome. You can upgrade the uh, special abilities that you find as you're going through um, and you just get attacked by progressively stronger and stronger enemies. And there's different styles of gameplay. So the one that I've played the most of is the artifact hunt. Somewhere under the dome is an artifact that you have to dig, uh, power up, and bring back to the dome. And once you do that, you you win. Congrats. Oh. Um, But, you know, finding it takes time and you're under attack. So you have to come back up. Uh, Also, when you're defending the dome, it is not automated defense. You have to actively use the dome's abilities, which means that you're not exploring and digging. Uh, Okay. So some people have said it's it's tower defense. I don't think that is accurate because it's not really like tower defense is building towers to defend a thing. Yeah. And the towers are not building anything. Yeah. You're not building anything. It's it's tower defense, but you are the tower. Now, if you if you die, do you just start over from square one? Yeah, like if you die, you lose and restart. Okay, I just didn't know if you, know, you were able to. When you win, you restart. Okay. So there's there's elements of roguelike in there because like when when you die, that's it. Poof, you're done. But it's it's fun. I'm really enjoying it. It's a good short game. Uh, it works really well with a gamepad. It works really well on my Steam Deck. Oh yeah, no, I can see this as a gamepad sort of thing. <laughs> yep, I have unlocked zero achievements according to Steam. I think that's actually not correct. I think it just hasn't synced with my Steam Deck yet. But I had a good time playing it. I like it. He's fun. <laughs> No, just I'm looking at this picture of the giant sword, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, there's just a giant sword on the dome. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, what's the uh, what's the price point on it? Uh, not too bad. Eighteen. It looks like on Steam, and I think it goes on sale for less regularly. So if you are thinking about it, add it to your wish list. I'm trying to think of the last time I actually bought something on Steam that was not on sale. Yeah, it is still like they're adding new content to it. Oh, okay. The most recent update was this month. Oh, well, there you go. All right. Yep. So it's not that it's like early access. It's not, but it is. They are they are continuing to add stuff to it. Well, that's good. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dome Keeper. Dome Keeper. All right. So now the random topic. Yes. If you were magically transported to 100 years ago and were allowed to take one piece of technology with you, what would you take and why? And part of me, when I was originally thinking about this, realized that 100 years ago is actually 1923. Yeah. Right. Like. So in my first head, I'm like. back flight. Nope. They've already got that. <laughs> I was sitting there going like, shoot. I'd want to bring an I would want to bring like a my original thought was bringing like a Kindle, you know, chocked full of everything. But I'm like, shoot, how am I supposed to power it? And then I'm like, oh, wait, they have electricity. They which do. Then, yes. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm agreeing. They do have electricity. Yep. So, you know, that started going down a, a rabbit hole before we started uh-huh. recording about when the plug that we all know of when we think of a plug. Yeah. Which is what they've the 515 plug, I do believe. Wow. Yeah. The 515P is the two pole with the ground pin. The two pole no ground is the 115P. And it turns out those were actually already in service. 
I do believe. Okay. Yeah, because those patents were done in 1915. So it's like, okay, the plug is basically so our... So here's, here's my, my problem with you taking a Kindle back. Okay. It wouldn't really give them anything. Like, do you think that they could reverse engineer a, a, an integrated circuit, let alone the processor chips? Well, no, it's it's the the Kindle would be the vessel that contains whatever books. Oh, you'd you'd load the Kindle with a bunch of stuff in it. Yes, I see. I mean, you could also just take a book. Um, yes, I know, but a you know one book versus a Kindle, which it could have the library. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I'm I'm thinking more. Or, well, I, I guess I'm thinking less concrete. It's not that you take a piece of technology with you. It's that you, you can bring back the knowledge of a piece of technology. Oh, okay. And and so thinking like that, the transistor. Oh, of course. God, if you can get like, the transistor going earlier. 40 years earlier. Oh, my God. Right? Transistor was, the, was in the 60s? Yeah. The question I'd have is, do they have the technology in the 20s to be able to make a transistor? Oh, okay. Invention date is in 1947. So it would only be 23 years early, 24 years early. Would make a big difference. Well, when was the modern diode? Because I know vacuum diodes were still in the 50s. When was the actual regular... Uh, vacuum tube diodes, semiconductor diodes were in the 30s. No, they were still vacuum tubes. Point contact diodes were developed starting in the 1930s out of the early crystal detector technology and are now generally used in the 3 to 30 gigahertz range. Hmm. <clears throat> God, I thought they were going to be older than that or newer than that. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, if we're taking, if we're taking a piece of technology with us, uh, I'd take a Raspberry Pi loaded with a bunch of stuff and a screen to display it. That's true, yeah, because the Raspberry Pi could handle all the books of the Kindle. And be programmable. Yep. And you've got the GPIO right there, too. Yep. So it could be easily, you know, yep. integrated into something else. Um... I don't know, start the Manhattan Project 23 years early. It wouldn't even be 20 years early, would it? When did Manhattan Project actually kick off? God, I just, I saw Oppenheimer too. And well, you did what you saw Oppenheimer too, right? Well, they didn't have years on the bottom of it. No. Uh, Manhattan Project started in 1942. So you could kick off the, uh, the nuclear revolution 20 years earlier. Um, uh, photo, uh, photo cell. Get that going. Um, the photovoltaic cell? Yes. Andy. I, I know. Have bad news for you. I know. I have, I have really bad news for you. Like, wasn't that Einstein's Nobel Prize? I do believe so. Was the photovoltaic effect? Well, when was the, the first, yeah, the George Cove solar panel, 1909. Bell Labs had their thing at it in 1950. Yep. <clears throat> Okay, so the, the the so how did we get? What was the holdup then between material and efficiency? Yeah, which would be based off of efficiency and computing power would be based off of the transistor. I'm really thinking transistor, maybe like even the twenty years. It's it's so fundamental to the modern world. Anything well, yeah, else you bring back won't work without transistors. Yeah, if you can just kick us off the kick us off the tubes way early. There maybe there's some material science stuff that we could bring back instead. 
genetics, maybe? Like, by 1920, we had germ theory. Did we have genetic theory? When was when was Watson, Watson and, Crick? and Crick? That was in the 50s. So, again, 30 years later. Man, the 50s was just like a nuts revolution. Well, because, uh, I hate to say it, because of World War II. It was, po- yeah, post-war and all the money. Yep. <clears throat> That's the question, though. If we try to do anything to stop World War II, does that mean the 50s are not the 50s anymore? Hard to say. Mm-hmm. God, when was the when was the stock market crash? That was in twenty three, right? Thirty. Twenty nine. It was in it was in twenty nine. It led to the thirties. Yeah. It it was called the Roaring Twenties. Yep. So like, you know, prohibition in full swing. Rocketry. Rocketry did not exist in the twenties in in the way that we have it now. Ah, all right. Here's here's a piece of technology we can bring back to the twenties. Airbags. Hey, that that's the that, oh that's a good one. Seat belts. Yes, seat belts. <laughs> Crumple zones. <laughs> just just general automotive safety. Gasoline. Honestly, bringing back gasoline would be a, a pretty big shift. Getting away from leaded fuel. Yep. Did they even have leaded fuel? Well, the Model T was nineteen oh three, I do believe, and was a gas driven. Yeah, it must have been, right? Yeah, it was... Ford Model T was when? Oh, sorry, 1908. Okay. Sorry, I saw the... I remember the curves in my head, but it it was an 8, not a 3. There was a Ford Model A that came out earlier than that, right? Um, The first Model A? Oh, Ford Motor Company was created in 1903. I just watched actually a really good, like... Uh, it's the extra credits history or extra history on Henry Ford. And his anti-Semitism? Uh, one episode was indeed focused on that, yes. Okay. The others talked about it briefly as foreshadowing. Yep. Um, but also like Fordlandia or whatever it was called. Oh, that was... <laughs> Why did he think that How was a good idea? insanely abusive he was to his son. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean... I guess I, I save 20 years and bring back the transistor. Kevlar, maybe? I don't know. That's going to be... I'd go either... It's going to be transistor or some weird material science thing that we just take for granted. Yeah. But also, I'd be there, and so I feel like I'd have a good grounding in a lot of different sciences to be able to, like, start directing people. And if I just show up one day with, like, knowledge of electronics and transistors, I feel like I could get talked to the right people. Yeah, just head over to Bell Labs. <laughs> Excuse me, Bell Labs, can I uh, can I have a word with you? Look, I don't know how to use a slide rule, and that's because where I come from, we don't need them. By the way, let me talk to you about so this thing called antitrust legislation. <laughs> oh, you've got money in the stock market? Well... Let's pull that out right now. Yeah. In the 20s, leave it in. But like somewhere around 28, early 29, pull it out of the market. (laughs) Trust me. Just trust me. No, just leave it in until summer of 29 and then pull it out. Yeah. Yeah. But don't you don't want to pull it all all at once because you might trigger the collapse. (laughs) That's true. So you want to pull it out bit by bit over like the course of a year. Well, yeah, that was also, a f- um, people like polio was a thing back then. Oh, that's true. So like when was when was the Spanish flu? 17. Oh, OK, it was World War One. All right. Um, but like, yeah, I'm bringing back a lot of diseases they're not prepared for. 
and I'm not sure I'm prepared for the diseases that are there. So it's going to be a bad time for everyone. When was penicillin? You know, this this reminds me of a card game that I have that I haven't played it yet, but I should probably break it out and try it out and review it called Timelines. Timelines? Yes. The the card game that I recommended that you buy (laughs) on this show? (laughs) Maybe. Have we reviewed it? Well, I said, Andy, you know who would really like that? Like, I've got a game for you and Isaac. I think the two of you would love this game. Do you not remember that I recommended that you buy Timelines? Nope. Okay. Nope, I do not remember that. And on that shocking note... Did I buy you timelines? I might have bought it for you. No, 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 you didn't. I, I got it. Anyway, okay. that's that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.